This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, guess what? Ben's not here today, but I have somebody else who I have also really good on-air chemistry with. His name is Jared, and he is my fiance. Hello. Thank you for having me this week. Jared. I am your fiance. I want you here every week because we talk so well together. We do talk so well together. It's almost like we have great chemistry. Yeah, almost. It's crazy. Enough to like get engaged and stuff. Yeah, to do that little thing where I get on one knee and ask for your hand in marriage. Yeah. Just that small part. (laughs) Jared and I are in D.C. right now. We are home in Virginia at my home from now until Monday. And then Jared, we were at his place uh, in Rhode Island from last Thursday to Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Well, we came to Virginia because we heard Virginia's for lovers. I forget where I heard that from. Yeah. So we had to come home because we're in love and Virginia's for lovers. Right. Actually, um, we were asked to go down to Richmond and kind of like recreate Becca's date. But then we were like, you know what? We only have a certain amount of time with family. Which date? The, the Richmond dates. I don't like, re- go to some of the spots on the Richmond dates. Oh, okay. So we would have kind of did a little sightseeing. Yeah. From the bachelor dates, bachelorette dates. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? I went there on my third grade field trip. I yeah. Think it's all good. If, for, to clarify with you guys, everybody's very confused where I'm from. Yeah, where are you from, where Ashley? Where am I from? You're from Venus. That's where you're from. <laughs> I was born in New Jersey, guys. So to all the Jersey girls who are obsessed with the fact that like I'm from Jersey, I was born there, lived there till I was two, moved to Massachusetts until I was five, and then I've grown up in Virginia, like plus twenty years. Mm. So from kindergarten through college and beyond. And then I did live in Jersey the year before being on The Bachelor, which is why they said I was from Wayne, New Jersey, but I was only living there for a year and a half when my sister was in school. But you were also technically born in Jersey, so it's no, really not that yeah. weird that they put that. No, no, but you know that they wanted me to have the Jersey girl rap. Of I'm just course, because so you look like a Jersey girl. Like there's not a part of me on the, on Chris's season looked like I was from Virginia. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I saw you and immediately thought, mm, Jersey. Yeah. That's all I could think of. But it's pretty cool that you were from uh, Boston or Massachusetts for a couple of years that you lived there because I'm from Rhode Island. So Ashley and I always like to think that maybe we crossed paths when we were both three years old. Yeah. You know, like we met not in a previous life, but as a young toddler, we passed our uh, our cross, you know, we crossed paths, crossed paths a couple of times. I really like to think that we did because he goes to New Rhode Island a lot. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the spots that we are contemplating getting married in. And that was uh, Newport was a place that my parents would go to on the weekends when we were living in Massachusetts when they wanted to treat themselves because it's just such a cute little town with cute restaurants and shops and boats. So I was like... Shops and boats. <laughs> what? I just thought that was so funny. It was such a departure from what I thought you were going to... I thought you were going to be like shops and restaurants and bars and you were like, you know, shops and Boats. I don't know why boats. I find that so funny. I think of Newport and I think of sailboats. Yeah, I ex- I think of the same thing. Anyway, Jared was sweet enough to, as we were going from Providence to Boston last week, we stopped by my old house that I grew up in from the ages of two to five, mm-hmm. where my sister was born and 
all that cool stuff. Right? Yeah, so I got to see where you were living in Boston all yeah. those years. Yep. All those years ago. When I when I first discovered Jasmine and Aladdin, that's where oh. I had my birthday party where I had a face painter come and they she painted the genie and Jasmine on everybody's cheeks. What were you? Well, I actually had the genie on my cheek. Oh, that makes that sense. Weird? As a kid who didn't love the genie. Yeah, plus it was like the most artistic thing. Mm, she yeah. probably was able to really nail the genie face paint. Totally. And you didn't want to be that girl with the Jasmine face paint. You were like, I want to be fun. I mean, I am Jasmine, though. I so know. Like, why so... would I need her on my face? Yeah. Okay. Well, Mr. My Aladdin, there was two things I wanted to say before moving on to Beyond Jared in my life. So sorry. Um, first, Jared's friend Crystal was the one who signed him up for the show. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, because it's so Ashley I of me, applied myself and, of course, made the most elaborate audition tape of all life. And yes, I know, I've promised you guys that you're going to see it at some point. But honestly, every time I rewatch it, I cringe too hard that I can't even show you guys. Like, it's. I don't even think you really would want to see it. It's so cringeworthy. I just rewatched my Bachelor audition tape, and it's so cringeworthy. His is pretty darn cringeworthy. It's so bad. I'm not even sure how I got on the show from that video. I, I When we watched it back a couple weeks ago, I was like, why the hell did they pick me? I remember making it thinking it was so good, and I took I put so much effort into it and edited it and added music, and then like it was this big production and now I look back and watch it, and I'm like, that was a piece of garbage. I no, can't believe you wasn't. actually like, put that I together. See, you were like the perfect American man, you know? That's what you're I was going just... for. Crystal said that when, when my friend Crystal, who signed me up, she was like, you don't understand. You're the all-American. Like, that's what you need to go for. That's yeah. who you are. So just put yourself in that video, and you'll get on the show. You're a small-town guy that was throwing a football with his dog. Like, it was... Uh, well, to be fair, I was throwing bait. a football with my dad, and my dog was in the backyard with us. I was not throwing oh. a football at my dog. Just I did? For... No. All the animal loves out there. That's not what I meant. I mean, you were with your dog. Mm -hmm. You were like, I'm surprised you weren't barbecuing. Did you hit balls? Were you like in a baseball field? I forget. Uh, so I had Crystal come film me in the batting cages. Yeah. I was like hitting baseballs. And then I was hitting golf balls. And then I was playing catch with my dad in the backyard. A, you seemed a lot more vanilla than you actually are um, in your video. Yeah, I didn't know what else to add, though. It was just, I mean, the instructions really just say, you know, make a video of your daily life. And yeah. I was like, what is my daily life? I go to work, I work out, I eat. And I was like, okay, I mean, I play catch with my dad. I, I go golfing sometimes. I play sports. What else am I going to put in this video? And so that's exactly what I did. But it was. You could have been like me and be like, this is my first group date. This is my first one on one. This I is my fantasy suite date. Actually, up to that point when I made the video, I never seen the show. Yeah. And so once the video sent in and I went through the casting more and then January or, yeah. January came around. I was like, okay, I really need to watch this show because there's a real potential of me being on here. And then that's when I started watching Chris Soul's season. And then I went back and watched a little of Andy Dorfman's season, which ironically enough is when I got first introduced to Nick Vial. And that's when I started like, watching the show. That guy I was like, seems difficult to yeah. live with. Fast like, forward four years. I live with him. Yeah. I was like, what a douchebag. Who would be friends with this guy? Four years, he's one of my close friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what, I brought up Crystal in the audition tape because Jared and I have been thinking a lot over the past couple of weeks about just these little things that have led to us meeting, falling in love, and, be, and spending the rest of our engaged. lives together. Like, if his best friend and old roommate didn't send in his application at the time that she did and if it didn't catch the eye of the casting producers and you know same in my situation 
And if I were casted on Juan Pablo season because mm-hmm. I submitted it the year before and I didn't hear for nine months, like what if I was on Juan Pablo season? Maybe I would have never met you. Yeah, no, it's crazy to think. What if they held me out to JoJo season? I know. I mean, I guess we would have um, crossed paths in some way, but Potentially. to the extent. But even it's it's just so it's such a random uh, set of events that had to occur for us to meet. Um, it is crazy to think about. Like my friend Crystal, she signed me up at a bar. That's yeah, how I got on the show. He was sad in a bar. I was sad in a bar. And she was That's like, enough of this. Boy. I am signing him up for The Bachelor. Well, she was mad at me for something I was doing. He was hung up on an ex. Yeah, and and she was like, you're an idiot. You need to sign up for the show. And I was like, Crystal, I'm not signing up for The Bachelorette. And she got, was you know, we had a couple drinks, and she went on her phone and just applied and sent in pictures and wrote like this little bio. she did that on her phone. Unbelievable. She wrote this little bio about how I love Superman and Rob Thomas, and like, I'm from a small town, and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple months later... I, I had a missed phone call from Los Angeles and listened to the, my voicemail and said, hey, this is, you know, uh, ABC's The Bachelorette casting department calling, reaching out to Jared, see if we could talk to you for a few minutes. I was like, what the hell is going on right now? And then, you know, four years later, here I am on the grandest ship in the world, engaged I, to the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, my goodness gracious. You're so, you love me. I do love you. I love you so much. I'm the luckiest man alive. I really am. He just spoils me with words. <laughs> <laughs> and affection. And affection. I'm very touchy. If he doesn't touch me for like five minutes. I get separation anxiety. Well, he says he gets separation anxiety, but like it's going to be bad because like in a year, uh, if it's not a, like a gradual decrease of touch, I'm going to be like, oh my God, it's been 10 minutes. This relationship is over. <laughs> he doesn't like me anymore because that's how touchy he is. You guys, you don't understand. Like if he doesn't have his hand on my knee. I'm like, oh, he's in a bad mood. <laughs> that's, a, that's a telltale sign right there. Yeah. I'm not touching him. I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Well, yes. I'm pretty transparent. But you're not usually at a bad mood towards me. No, of course not, baby. No. no. Um, okay, wait. So Maybe we should talk about this episode now. I was totally going to talk about the episode, but I was going to say one more thing beforehand. Okay, Just say one more thing. Just speaking of videos and editing and stuff, um, I found out the sweetest thing this week. So Jared went and he bought his first Mac computer. I did, his yes. His first Apple. I'm a And I'm so big, proud of him. Yes, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I'm so adulting. I got my Mac. Yeah, and he responds to emails quickly now. It's so great. And I uh, text message people on the computer, which yeah. is blowing my mind. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm so proud of it. him. And he's going to do some video projects. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm going to be so good. So um, uh, for my birthday, two and a half years ago, holy moly, two and a half years was ago. Was it two and a half? Yeah, crap, it was my 28th birthday. 2016. Uh, March. Yep, 2016. March. Oh, when is it? Kidding. March 6th. 2000, 2016. What time of day was I born? What time of day? Yeah. Uh, You were born at night. Yeah. I don't remember the exact time, 6 though. 6 p.m. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, wait. Were you born at- What time was I born? I hope you were born at night. I was born at I night. I think you were. Wasn't it like 10? 10, 10. <sighs> Look at you. You're good. Oh, wait. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Continue the okay. road of- Okay, okay, okay. So I found out something so sweet. We were at the Mac store and I was like, are you going to video edit? Because we're trying to figure out like if he needs a pro or an air or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'll probably do some video editing. And then I was like, okay, well, you probably need a pro. I was like, wait a second. When you made me the Backstreet Boys video for my birthday, how did you edit that? If you had a PC without like video editing equipment on there. 
And he was like, oh, I did it on my phone. He edited a three and a half minute video with like multiple scene changes and like dub overs with a phone. Yeah, it was with pretty excruciating. fingers. Oh, it was... And then I hugged him for like five Tedious, minutes like, because that was the sweetest thing because who could, mo- there's no such thing as putting more effort into a birthday gift than to edit a three minute video with your fingers. Mm. Mm. I don't know about that, but yeah, it was, uh, it took me, it took me a little while to finish. Yeah. It was worth it though. I had to do it. All right. I had to do it, baby. I love you. I love you. Um, can we just say that one, one little thing, one more thing. About- what could you possibly want to say right now? I want to talk about how we're nine months and one week apart. Oh, okay. Jared all right. Long and I story joke about short, this all the time. So she was born in March. I'm born in November. We figured out that I was pretty much. She's pretty much born nine months and one week after me. So we. So obviously, I was conceived about a week after Ashley was born. So we have this joke that like God was looking down, and as soon as Ashley was born, he's like, "Uh oh." Oh God! What did I do? What did I, I put in this what world? What did I put in this world? I need to get somebody out here to contain this. And so he like scrambled, and he's talking to himself, and he's like, "Listen, all right, God, all right, God, you can do this. Like, if you created the earth in seven days, you can create somebody for this person in seven days." And then he created me, and he looked at my parents in, in Rhode Island. He's like, "Okay, that couple, like, this could be good. Who should give birth to this little angel? Yeah. This little saint I'm putting on earth? <laughs> They're like this cute little couple in Rhode Island, Nancy uh, and Fred. Nancy and Fred. <laughs> Perfect. Nine months later, I came out, and then we crossed paths in Newport, and then you know, twenty. Six years later, we met, and I was a fool for two and a half years. Uh, but then I, uh, I, you know, stepped up to the plate and put a ring on it. <laughs> and he's been, well, he's just been an angel ever since I first laid eyes on him. But anyway, enough mush for all of you guys. I know, yeah. I know that you want to throw up, throw up at us half the time. Half the time you're going, oh, and the other half is like. Okay, yeah. you guys Move are obnoxious. On. Enough pictures. We're done with it. You're killing it. It's getting old. Um, one of the things that I've been doing with Jared since we've been gotten together is I've been upping his skincare routine. He got his first facial a couple weeks ago, and he, well, one was in pain because she was digging out a lot, a lot of, of blackheads. Oh, there's so many blackheads in my nose. I was, <laughs> good God, she was like putting so much pressure on my nose for at least 20 minutes. Yeah. And then she was digging in there. I was like, Jared, it's something there. you need to do. I know. You're going to live in there forever. I just really wanted to tell her, okay, I think you got him. I think we can move past the nose. I'm There are tears falling down. I thought a facial was supposed to be an enjoyable experience, and here I am just internally crying. Well, that's because you didn't take good enough care of your skin beforehand, but- I think I take- uh, we, Let's move on. I'm always just putting stuff on his face now. He's like, what does this do? I'm like, it's good for you. Yeah, just trust me. <laughs> One of the things that I put on Jared's face is BioClarity. It really completes his skincare routine, and there are two different routines depending on your skin care type. There is the clear skin routine for combination oily and breakout prone skin. That would be most designed for Jared and my skin. It is three easy steps. You're going to cleanse, treat, and restore. It contains nourishing plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, oak kernel, plus Floralux that is derived from chlorophyll. All those are very soothing. So you're not going to get any redness or irritation from this. It's also going to help fight breakouts, minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin tone. It's been the best for his face ever since that facial that just got out all the dirt. It's just really calmed things down and kept breakouts away. You're going to see results in as little as two weeks because the ingredients that they have in here are so good and so pure. There's also the essentials routine for more 
dry, normal skin if you have less breakout issues. BioClarity is delivered straight to your door, and it's an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that's 100% vegan and cruelty-free and gluten-free for all of you who have an extreme intolerance to gluten. All you got to do to get started and, and gain a healthy habit, go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners are going to get their first month for 50% off, and the shipping is free. It comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So that means if you don't like it or if it doesn't work for you, you can just return it for free. But to get the discount, you're going to have to enter our code FAMOUS. That is BioClarity.com and enter our code FAMOUS and you're going to get 50% off your routine and free shipping. It's just really a no-brainer if you're trying to look for a new skincare routine. You're just like, okay, well, this one is really cheap and... If I don't like it, I can return it. That's and now I'm on BioClarity because of Ashley. There you are. And I have no more blackheads. That's what they're called, right? Blackheads. Perfect. Yes. Yes. No more blackheads for Jared. You don't. You're keeping them at bay. I'm, I'm trying. You. you know, BioClarity. Get on it. Famous. Okay. Um, let's get into some Bachelor news that isn't about us because, you know, we don't want to be self-centered like that. No, not at all. There's actually, like we should lot... start talking about other people. Yeah, right. Let's let's gossip now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> let's not be self-centered. Let's gossip. Let's yeah, be dramatic and gossip. <laughs> um, Bachelor Nation is kind of freaking out about Garrett's wedding vows from his first marriage. And yeah. he was married when he was 23. Um, he looks young in the video. Yeah. They're up on... On the internet. We of just course, watch them. Everything's on the internet. I'm not sure why people are freaking out because like we all know that he was married before. So what's the big deal if the wedding video exists on the internet? If you are a millennial couple, you probably put your wedding on the internet. Of course. There's a wedding video. If you were married within the past five years, you have some sort of wedding video that's probably on the internet. Yeah. So I don't understand why people are freaking out either. I guess maybe now because not only have they heard that he was married before, but now they're actually seeing it and yeah. seeing his actual words during the vows and how meaningful they are and he's crying and then what he's he was married for two months well that's the mystery jared they were together for three years Mm -hmm. but they were only married for two months what could happen i know after the vows that shows something that you haven't seen for three years that you so immediately need to end the marriage. And judging by the uh, quality of the video and the editing, I feel like the video took longer than two months to finish. So that would make me believe that the marriage was over before the but video no, was done then editing. it wouldn't have made the internet unless like the know. videography company decided to just put it up there. Uh-huh, now, yeah. They'd be pretty smart to do that. <laughs> um, Yeah, but it doesn't, I don't understand why people are freaking out. Like he got married. Everybody knows this. He said his vows. Like, for example, there's been many contestants on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette franchise that have said engagement speeches who have not gotten engaged, that have gotten yeah. broken up with. And yeah. so like, it sucks not to have that moment again, but it's. I think everybody just knows, well, if you propose, then you said some meaningful things to that person. And if you got married before, you said some meaning things, meaningful things to that person. So I don't really get why people are up in arms about it. I don't see it as a big deal. I think there are two references in there that people like may raise a brow. There That's was the, the naked was, and afraid yeah. reference about like private parts. <laughs> and then there was uh, Drop Dead Diva. Was it Drop Dead Diva or is it? Um, it was another reality TV diva, show, like a the, dating the show. WWE Divas. Um, Something. Okay, so 
That I would, don't know. Does it mean that he's like a reality show freak? And that maybe he's doing this for the fame rather than for the right reasons. That would be the only red flag. But That's having said BS. that, I agree. I, I, like I said, I was just about to say, I think it's BS because everybody watches reality TV. So like what? Just because he was referencing some in his vows doesn't mean that he's not on The Bachelorette for the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's like, what if you watched my uh, audition tape where I say, it's so embarrassing, guys. Um, in my first scene, I have a subtext over it, you know, like an overlay mm-hmm. that says, I hope this bachelor is Jeff Holm. Oh, my <laughs> God. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Well, he has. I'm not great- sure I can ever look at you the same. Jared, you, you have to go back and watch Emily's season and see how dreamy he was. May- yeah, sure. You don't know. Yeah, So that I would just know. show that I was a huge fan. So was I on the wrong reasons because I was obsessed with the show beforehand? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I know. It's all crazy. All right, let's see. Um, Derek and Taylor broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of thought that they have, may have been on the rocks? Yeah, I mean, I talk about this a little bit on oh, my yeah, podcast, Help I Suck at Dating, um, with Dean and Vanessa. You guys, if you didn't know, Jared is now a staple, a host. Co-host, yeah. Who's staying there forever. Staying there forever, not on- leaving. You're going to have to throw me out of that building. Yeah. To get me off that podcast, not really. Help us out dating. Yeah, I've been so proud of him. Oh, baby, been just you're the sweetest. It. They're giving our numbers. Our their numbers are rivaling the almost famous numbers. You know, we just want some competition. We want to light a little fire under your and Ben's ass. Mm. You know, keep you guys going. Mm, well, N- little competition never hurt anybody. No, but seriously, yeah, I do the Help I Suck a Dating podcast with Dean, Vanessa, and myself. It's a you guys would. Really appreciate it if you check it out. Um, but in terms of the Ter- Taylor and Derek situation, um, I don't want to sound like a jerk by saying this, but I just, I, I honestly forgot that they were engaged. But I also think that a lot of people did for the simple fact they didn't get engaged on the actual show of Paradise. They got engaged on the reunion, the after show. And right. so that's why I kind of forgot because I was like, wait, there was an engagement last year? And I was like, oh, that's right. Derek proposed on the after show. I knew they left together. I remember that. Um, but, you know, they were together for a year and we're trying to figure it out. Apparently, they were long distance the entire time. Did you know this? Yes, I did know this because we had Derek on the podcast about six weeks ago. What did he say about it? He was just like, yeah, we're long distance. Uh, we're just making it work right now. That's so interesting. I wonder if they had a plan not to, like, dive That's into the relationship. not, like, long distance, like, New York to Boston. That's, like, long distance across the country. She was in Seattle and he was in New York, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a huge uh, distance to travel. Um, but you know uh, my my thing. It's like if you're meant to be and you want to be together, then you will be together. Yeah. Distance is never going to be the sole reason for a breakup. And anybody who just blames distance or just blames their schedules, nah. Is masking something. I agree. No, yeah. Um, but having said that, if you are doing long distance, I think that you have to just have some sort of plan. Right. So if you're doing long distance, you just have to say, OK, we're going to do long distance right now. But, you know, in eight months from now, we're going to be planning to live together. I'm going to plan to move to you. You're going to plan to move to me. Something. Right. You can't just be like, hey, we're going to do long distance and we're just going to play it by ear and figure it out. Specifically when you're engaged. I think you really right. have to put effort in to say, hey, if we're going to do this long distance thing for right now, but we're planning on getting married, we just have to have some sort of tentative plan to say, hey, within the next year. I'm either moving to Seattle or you're moving to New York because it's really difficult to make a long-distance relationship work. Now, I don't think that's why you break up. I completely agree with you where if it's, you know, I don't 
I'm not a believer of like everything happens for a reason or if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Like it's more, it's more so for me, like you have to put effort to it, right? Like if oh, you it's just. it's like a combination to me. Yeah, but like, for example, if you say, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So we're going to stay long distance, but if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Oh, it's like, well, no, no, you have to put, no. you have to put effort into it. Well, so yeah. if you guys are long distance and you are wanting to be with each other, then somebody's going to have to budge and somebody's going to have to move where they're living. So having said that, like it had been a year, apparently it, it had been a year since they've been engaged, been together, left the show. Um, and so the idea that they still had not moved at least in the same state as each other, yeah. obviously some sort of red flag and not that, surprising that they broke up. That wasn't the red flag to me. Um, we can't really reveal too much, but there are a lot of Bachelor uh, cameos in Paradise this year. A lot. And we heard that they were not one of them, and that's when Jared and I were like, ooh, red flag. Well, we knew something was up, obviously. Yeah, and they were like, oh, our schedules won't allow. And it's like, meh, you, you, come on, you make your schedule around The Bachelor. Yeah, of course. If you have an opportunity to make a cameo on a show, you're going to revolve your schedule around that, because how many opportunities do you have that in, in life? Not many. Now, we know that Corinne, yeah, Corinne. and Taylor had quite an infamous... Yeah, they had the two-on-one. For each other. Which is crazy to think that Nick was on a two-on-one as The Bachelor. For some reason, that still is weird for me to think about. Jared sees Nick as his roommate, not as The Bachelor. Well, I think it's also different for us because, you know, for me, I was on The Bachelorette with Nick, and then we were on Paradise together. And so it's just still, like, I obviously know he was The Bachelor, but it's like, oh, that's right, he was The Bachelor, too. That's right. Holy moly. And he had a two-on-one, and he had a two-on-one with Corinne and Taylor. That was his two-on-one. It's just... I, I was I don't forget that, but I just have to remind myself. I but can't anyway. I can't imagine having him having patience and tolerance for that two on one specifically. No, who who has a patience and tolerance for any two on one? <laughs> um, wait, speaking of moving in and living together, uh, I think a lot of people are like, wait, does Jared live in L.A. now? Yes, Jared lives in L.A. now. Yeah, and Jared does live with Nick now, but um, we are going to be figuring out the living situation. He'll probably move in fall. Yeah, fall place. of twenty twenty. Um, no. Okay, so baby, I I have a new apartment, as we all know. We made sure that it didn't have any ghosts or deaths that happened in it. Yeah, you got to make sure. Yeah, so um, I'm still settling that in, and I didn't want Jared to move in while I'm still like in the mess of all the moving and settling, because I like one thing done, and then you introduce another thing. Perfect. Jared stays there like every four or five days a week. Yeah, anyway. it's fine. We don't really have to talk about this. I just realized <laughs> that my pants are inside out. Oh, that's all right. They still feel good. Um. Okay. So, so anyway, the two-on-one with Corinne and Taylor. Corinne had something to say about yeah. the Derek and Taylor breaking up. Just Corinne uh, savagely apparently said, good, uh, he, as in Derek, actually lasted longer than I thought. Taylor is a nightmare. Is anybody surprised by this? No. Of course Corinne's going to talk crap about it. She doesn't like Taylor. Corinne likes making a splash. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Nick Vial. Oh. Do you want to do it a little news alert? Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. We have a breaking news alert, guys, everybody. We have world, big news right here. World news right world here. World news. Nick Viol is still single. <laughs> no, apparently one of our news things is Nick Viol is not dating Rumor Willis. Um, Rumor is one of Nick's really good friends. Yeah, Rumor's Jared great. has become friends with her. Yeah, Rumor's the sweetest girl. She seems really cool. Never met her, but all the stories they tell of her... Just, I really like her vibes through stories. Oh, she's great. And uh, there have been rumors out there. There have been rumors of him and rumor. Rumors of him and rumor dating because they posted a couple pictures together. Um, obviously, rumor won Dancing with the Stars a few years ago, and Nick 
is a public figure for himself. Who um, was also on Dancing with the Stars. Who was also on Dancing with the Stars, who I thought should have went further. He definitely should Him and Peter were really good. I was surprised. I think, what, eighth? Was that when he finished? Yeah, like seventh or eighth. Something like that. And I thought he was going to make top five. I thought he was pretty good. He was getting better as the season went along. But unfortunately, he did not win. Uh, but they were spotted together. They posted pictures together online. So now their rumor mill is circling, saying, are Nick and Rumor Willis dating? Uh, breaking news, they are not dating. Right? <laughs> um, and so Nick, uh, you know, Nick's doing his thing in Los Angeles right now. And and so, uh, but no, I can tell you he's not dating Rumor Willis. All right. So Nick and Rumor are not in between the sheets together. Both wonderful people. But I will tell you that if they were... They should be using Bowl and Branch sheets. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch. Jared and I use Bowl and Branch, and it is so comfy. We never want to get out of bed. Well, for lots of reasons. (laughs) That we will not dive into right now. (laughs) Uh, But but really, we just like to sleep in late. Today, we had to wake up at like 8 o'clock, and we're like, Also, 8 o'clock East Coast time. We're on West Coast time. We are very much on West Coast time. It's really 5 in the morning morning. for us. Okay, so Bolin Branch, they make the softest, most comfortable, 100% organic sheets. They're the best sheets you're ever going to sleep on. I can do like a little trumpet impersonation. Best sheets. All the other sheets are losers. Oh, God. Please don't do this in front of me. (laughs) They will... Sell to you online. You go to bowlandbranch.com, and their sheets cost less than half of the other designer brands, and they are twice the quality. They're made from 100% organic cotton. They start out soft, but they get even softer over time. And speaking of your, I was about to say your Donald Trump impersonation, three U.S. presidents love Bowling Brand sheets. Did you know that? They really are the greatest, purest, most soft sheets. All the other sheets, losers. Losers. These sheets, tremendous, (laughs) tremendous sheets. All the other sheets, losers. Fake news. You won't believe how comfortable they are. And if you don't like them after a whole month and you don't think they're the most comfortable sheets you've ever slept on, then you can send them back for a full refund. You basically get to test drive the sheets. It's no risk, so there's no reason to try them out. Plus, you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com, B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Almost Famous for $50 off your first set of sheets. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code Almost Famous. All right, Nat, guys. Now we are going to jump into the recap of last night's episode. I don't think Jared and I could have pressed pause any more times to discuss. So I thought it was a great episode for Jared and I to be doing this podcast together because we we debated naturally so much throughout it. So now we can just debate on the podcast. All right. We actually tried not to go like thoroughly into the the conversations last night because we're like, we got to save it for the podcast. Yeah, get our initial reaction on air. Okay. Well... I let's mean, let's start, start with let's Colton. Let's start with the obvious. Yeah, yeah Colton was the first one on I got, one. I got fired up over the Colton thing because Jared and my mom were like, I don't know if I buy this guy. Uh, I don't I wouldn't know if say I buy it. the virginity. Uh, I wouldn't say it like that. Okay, fine. You clarify. You make it all like Jared PC. Uh, I mean, well, I think you were getting hyped up because you were notoriously known for being a virgin on Chris Hull's season. Yes. Because, but the difference was you kind of said it earlier on where Colin was waiting until the final six they when you finally exposed it. They know that like, oh, he's going to get really far. We'll save it till then because with Becca, they saved it until like fantasy suites. I think with Colton up to this point, listen, Colton, I'm sure is a very nice human being. I think up to this point, at least through the viewing of The Bachelorette, he has come across a little bit as playing it by the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, the whole Tia situation, everything he's been saying to Becca. Like, I hated the conversation that, that they had a couple weeks ago with Becca confronting him about the Tia situation. Nothing was resolved. And she's like, okay, perfect. Here's a rose. Well, you know, I felt the same way. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and then, um, you know, he's very, uh, like we were talking about it. He's just very charming, very smooth, uh, knows what he's doing, Jared so to speak. last night was literally like, well, see, the difference between Colton and you being virgins is that, like, you looked like a virgin. No, I, you did not look like a virgin. I'm just saying that you, I you were a little bit more. Experienced. I looked yeah, nervous. Bit... I wasn't smooth. I looked like I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. You came and across a little bit more awkward. Colin comes across Colin very comes across smooth. like he could take your clothes off with his eyes. Yeah. And so, now listen, it's a personal choice. He might be a virgin. Um, I, I believe him when he says he's a virgin. I have no idea why he'd lie. Um, but, you know, when he was talking to Becca... Um, Listen, I you can speak upon it better than I can about how difficult it is telling the bachelor bachelorette that you are inexperienced in that department. Um, so basically, my mom was like, "He's not. I don't believe him." And I'm like, "Mom, so many people came at me. Like, all the tweets and Instagram comments were mm-hmm. like, this girl's lying. She's way too like sexy. She doesn't handle herself. Her like tongue's in his mouth. That's not a virgin.' And I'm like, "Why can't you be a virgin who like?" is a little bit sultry or like kind of knows what they're doing up into the point of um, pants off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just because I haven't had sex doesn't mean that I don't like, uh, I don't know how to kiss or yeah. I don't know how to like graze somebody's butt. Yeah. So I'm like, mom, come on. That's so frustrating. You can't say that just because he's hot means that he hasn't had sex at the age of 26. And like I said, I don't think it's the fact that Colton's saying he's a virgin is is the factor in which your mom may not believe him. I think it's up to this point, everything that's happened with Colton, it's like, mm, I've already felt a, I've it, already okay. felt this side of doubt with Colton, and now he's saying he's a virgin. It's just, it's like, hmm, that's very convenient. And then, you know, listen, I, I believe that he's a virgin. I think it's very difficult to, you know, tell somebody, especially in national TV, that Let's, you are a virgin. Can we talk about that? If you want. I had so much sympathy for Colton in that moment. Because I know how awkward it is. It is such a weird thing to talk about. And he even said, like, I don't think my dad knows this. And I don't. I think my dad probably had an inkling, but I don't think my dad knew it either. Yeah. And I'm just like, and here I am on national TV telling my love interest this. This is so awkward. And of course, you guys, if I, I told everybody in my audition tape, in my first round of auditions, I was like, this is a nice way of, Having an interesting part of me that people wouldn't expect, that's going to help me get on the show. Of course. So I revealed it. And then, of course, if you reveal it in casting, they're not going to make you talk about it because obviously they can't make you do anything, but they will strongly, strongly encourage you to do so. Yeah. And what I, I just knew it was time that uh, Colton was strongly suggested to do so. And it is the most awkward conversation to come out of your mouth because- <laughs> I don't know. It's like even it's even more awkward than a sob story. And I also think, uh, honestly, more what I hated more about that entire situation wasn't so much the Colton part, but the Becca part about how she had to get up well, and walk know, away from the table. That's a whole other conversation that I have to have. Well, whatever the reason that was, why she ended up getting away from the table and having to take a breather and really make Colton sweat it out, whatever the reason that happened, I hated every second of it because the idea that she needed to really reevaluate whether Colton was staying or not 
solely based on the idea that he was a virgin is absurd and really um, disrespectful, I think. It was super disrespectful. It is such a nervous thing. And I, I always felt like Chris Souls, when I told him, he looked at me like as in a sexual way. I always mm. believed before then. And then I told him in week four, and then I felt immediately like he was turned off by me because I was like, Oh, she's not like that fun girl that I feel like I can just bang now. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a conversation you need to have because a phys- being physical is a part of being in a relationship. And you can't really understate the physical part of being in a relationship, right? Like, right? I mean, that's you- what Garrett and um, whoever was talking about back in the house. But what did I... What, skele- they were talking oh, about they said skeleton. a skeleton in the closet. And I got I, so angry. I don't think... you're going to say that his him being a virgin is a skeleton, like a bad thing. That is insinuating that it is a bad thing. It's I absolutely an agree. It's quality. I can only imagine that they were... They, it was almost semantics at that point, and they didn't really mean it in a negative way. They were just trying, they were blabbing, and they said that because was, I don't think anybody would really infer someone being a virgin as being a terrible thing or, or a skeleton in the closet. Okay. If they are, then they're not that smart. But between the skeleton comment being part of the episode, mm-hmm. as well as Becca's dramatic exit from the dinner table, yeah. this show, and you guys know I never speak badly about it. But I don't like the way that they always have to make the the virgin revealing their virginity as like this dark thing that is a turnoff for people. Mm. They always make it seem like it should be a turnoff. Like, oh, I may not want to be with you anymore because you're a virgin. Between mine and scallop fingers and now Colton, Becca got away with it. I don't know why. Why Becca? Yeah. Oh, Becca Tilly. They never like they never made Becca's virginity look like a reason that Chris wouldn't want to be with her. But yep. for all the other three of um, modern Bachelor history, it just seems like a oh, it's a roadblock. Why is it a roadblock? It's definitely a factor, though. I don't think you can disagree with that. Like for example, even I can speak from experience. When we went on our fantasy suite date the first season, obviously I knew that you were notoriously known as a virgin, yeah, and everybody's because- gonna be like, "Did you ha- did you take a virginity? Did you take your virginity?" And it's like, well, that's it's not like that's because can- it's a public relationship that you're gonna have to be pestered with that question, and that's why it's annoying. But like, if it weren't a public relationship, then you would be like, "I don't care." I completely agree, but you can't underestimate the public aspect of being on a television show with somebody that is known to be a virgin that you might take into the fantasy suite date because it was like there were articles written did jared take ashley's virginity i know it's like just something that you have to think about and if you don't then i think you're being a little ignorant it's definitely a factor it's not a negative factor i'm not saying that what i'm saying is it's a conversation that needs to have so i don't mind colin talking about what i did mind was the fact that becca got up for whatever reason and had to let colin sweat it out instead of just having an adult conversation in the moment and be like that's okay we can like you know, that's great. You know, I think it's great that you are very selective about, you know, who you're sleeping with and the fact that you want to wait. The only question I had for Colin was when he said, I'm not waiting for marriage. I'm just waiting for the right what, heart. That's what I always said. Um, yes. Um, but wasn't he in like a long-term relationship? I don't think it was long-term. I think oh, okay. it was a year at best. Oh, okay. Well, obviously then he knew that it wasn't the right girl. Yeah. He also said something that resonated strongly with me. He was like, I would, well... He said that he would lie in the locker room, or that he, he would... said he lied in the locker room, which makes me think that he was lying to other guys about him having sex to, like, you know, to be blend in. Yeah, one of the yeah. bros, totally. Um, because it opens up to a lot of mockery in a situation like that. 
What do you mean? If like he were in the locker room and he was like, "Oh, it's okay, I'm a virgin. Uh, I can't talk like about this stuff." Uh yeah, of course. Listen, I've been so, in yeah, locker rooms. Yeah, he's gonna and... lie. Um, but it resonated with me because there was a time like in my mid early twenties where, whenever sex would come up, like in grad school or something, like girls would be like, you know, talking about their experiences and their first times and all that, and I'd be like. Who wants cookies? Yeah, like, it changed all of a sudden, the subject. I would always change the subject, and I'd always like try to look distracted during the conversations. I'd do anything to like. You yeah. immediately became Steve Carell from the Forty Year Old Virgin. Remember in the oh, beginning at the poker yes, table where he has yes. to, they're like all talking about sex, and then it comes to him. He's like, yeah, you know, boobs. They're like sandbags, and they're like sandbags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's oh my great. gosh, that was so me. So I just felt a lot of sympathy for. Colton, whether in those situations in the locker room or just having to tell Becca about this, I felt close to Colton in that moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and then, so moving on, Colton comes back, and then Garrett has his one-on-one. Right. But, bef- but before it's time for Garrett to have his one-on-one, he needed to use his, his movement watch. His movement watch, yeah. of course. Um, you guys have heard about movement before. Jared wears his movement watch every single day. He's, I really do. It's he it's loves quite his sad. movement watch. He I really need to change it up a little bit. It. He does. Um, the company has grown like crazy, and Jared has been part of it because he has like five. <laughs> I have more than five movement watches, really? but they're great. Why would I not wear them? I don't know. I have I have a black band. I have a brown band. I have a gray band. Um, so I can literally wear them with any shoe. It's nice. They've, like, sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. 2 million watches sold in over 160 countries, and they continue to revolutionize the fashion on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. Uh, I don't know if you checked out the site lately, but they've doubled the number of watch styles and are still expanding. Like I said, I have about 52,000 watches myself, I all different styles. I just ordered a summer band. It's like a, it's like a teal, and then there's a pink one. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, I like I like teal. Teal's great. Teal's one of my favorite Teal, cars. the color of gang green. That's just a quote from the wedding planner. Obviously. Who doesn't know that? Moving on. Movements. Moving on to movement watches. <laughs> Moving on to movement. They have started from basically working out of a living room to 160 countries. Mm-hmm. They decided to let go of the middleman so they can sell really high-quality, beautiful watches to you for like half the price. They also now have sunglasses and bracelets. Yeah, and they talk about all your new styles. Uh, moving watches, they're all about looking good and keeping it simple. Moving watches don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow your wrist up with text messages <laughs> like you up, but it tells they're time. classic. Classic text messages. Uh, <laughs> classic text messages. Well, that you up is a classic text message, but you also up, these you, move, out. you out, you up, what's going on? Can I come over? Uh, but movement watches also keep it classic, and it tells the time, but it looks good while doing that. So this is, this is it right here. Ready? You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. All you have to do is go to movement.com slash almost famous. Uh, movement Watch, it keeps growing. You got to check them out. You have to go to their expanding collections. All you have to do is go to movement.com slash almost famous. That's movementmvmt.com slash almost famous. You can get your 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. All right. Now, now it's time. To talk about Garrett's date. Okay, cool. Uh, Jared and I like weren't impressed by Garrett's date. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I thought it was, it was so a fest. I don't know him yet. You know what's so funny is that I feel like his most prominent episode, personality-wise, 
was the first episode. I feel like I really knew Garrett in the first episode between his package and it was like his, the first impression. It was his limo rose. exit. The limo exit. That's what really made everybody loved his minivan thing, right? Yeah, but I haven't felt connected to him ever since. No, he's very boring. He's probably very nice, but good God in heaven. Everything that just, I feel like, comes out of his mouth is very um, formulaic, you know? It's like, this is great. This is amazing. I'm having so much fun. And say, like, can we have something else? Something else besides you being a positive person? Listen, I'm all oh, about positivity. But at the same time, if you're like, I'm a positive person, I never get down. It's like, oh, can I even trust you? Like, you never get sad. <laughs> even in a moment, you're just always positive. Everything's positive. Well, it's like one of those self-describing things that we all know Ben hates. And now I've learned to hate them, too. Oh, it's the, I've always hated that. Like, I can't stand when somebody says... I'm a good person. I'm a it's good like, person. Are I'm you? an honest person. I'm an honest I'm person. I'm a trustworthy person. You don't say that. You just say, I'm doing the best I can. Or like, I, I really try to be a good person. Yeah. Instead Jared of being like, I am a good person. Like, oh, somebody, I don't want to go back in the season, but somebody said that in the moment. It was like, I'm a good person. He's not. And it's like, oh, God, I'm going to throw up right I now. I don't think I've ever said anything along those lines, except for like, I say something like, I got... I'm really relatable or people, people you say find, I'm relatable. I go, I'm relatable or like people find me relatable. I don't say I'm a relatable person. I kept saying to Jared yesterday, there's something really weird by saying I am because that is declarative. That, I think it's that just, makes it seem like it's a fact, not an opinion on yourself. It is a fact. I am a good person that you can't, you can't declare yourself something. You no. can't say that you are by fact. I think it's a balance, something. right? Because you have to know who you are. And I sometimes find difficulty to do that when people are like, describe yourself. And I'm like, I don't want to because I don't want to make declarative. It's the most awkward conversation of, of course. all time. When so, we were doing our Bachelor um, things and it was like, describe yourself in five adjectives. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is terrible. so awkward. Yeah. Can we skip this part, please? Um, but with Garrett, yeah. And then his whole thing, he throws his ex-wife under the bus. Again, what did he say about her at the dinner? She was because oh, hot-headed. She was hot-headed and always yelling. I was like, "Good God, Garrett, let it go." Just be like, "Hey, it didn't work out. We both had our issues, but it's okay. It's amicable." Instead of him being like, "Ah, uh, she was emotionally abusive. She's hot-headed. She was yelling at me." And it's like, Garrett, holy moly, we get it. You apparently think that you were in the right on everything in this relationship, and she was completely wrong and ruined everything. Yeah. But you tried, and he said it again. All I could have said is like, "We really." You know, in irreconcilable differences. Oh, God. And he was like, I tried everything I could to save the marriage. And but that's, like, okay, so that's where Becca gets concerned. She goes, you are in a bad situation, and yet you're always trying to make it work. And then she said, are you always going to be, like, stubborn like that and trying to make something happen that really shouldn't be happening? And then he said this really awkward thing where he was like, I take action. Well, yeah, he didn't even explain it. He was like, he's like, you know, because I think it was more specifically a question asked, like, do you, are you into this? Or are you into the idea of this? Yeah. Okay. And he was like, you would know that, you know, if there's any red flags, because I'm a guy that takes action. So you'd know. And then they just, and then she was like, I love our conversations. And I was like, what the Granted, hell was that? I think there was a lot chopped out of there. Potentially. These conversations truly last about an hour and they knock them down to two minutes. But that was just something that was really hard for me to get over. The fact that he was like, you'd know, I'm a guy that takes action. I want to be like, what the hell does that mean? Can you please explain this further? Because I have no idea what you're trying to articulate. I'm a, you'll know. I'm a guy that takes action. Uh, okay, cool, bro. Here's the rose. <laughs> yeah, I know. He says that. And then she's like, sigh. She's like, I love us. We're so much fun. 
Oh, Jared, I feel so horrible making fun of Bachelor conversations when people have totally made fun of our Bachelor conversations But that's before. the whole point. People have made fun of our conversations. Now it's our turn to make fun of other people's conversations. <laughs> like, we are in the position of power right now. Let's take advantage of it. Uh, just need to say that now I know why I was really bad at job interviews. Because they're always like, describe yourself. What are your strengths? And, and I'm like... like I'm creative, I'm a really creative person, and just like comes out with so much doubt because I don't feel natural self natural self describing. What did you describe when somebody asked what's your uh, one of your one of your weaknesses? Because um, that was difficult. I hated when interviewing people. I hated when people were like, I don't really have any weaknesses. I can't think of anything. Oh no, no. you always have to come up with a weakness. Always, guys. always come up with a weakness because then you don't seem humble. No, you don't. No, you, you don't think you know seem yourself. Like you have an ego issue. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh no, I haven't really thought about it. Think about anybody who's applying for a job that's listening to this podcast right now. Think of one weakness, but think of a weakness that you can spin into a positive thing. Oh. That's why I always say, for example, if you're like, yeah, well, you know, I steal sometimes. It's like, <laughs> don't say that as a weakness. But if you say you know, sometimes I think I can do too much and I take too many things on my plate and I get a little overwhelmed. Okay. This was my weakness. That was my weakness. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's you what take I on say. too much. I take on too much. Cause it was a way to show people that like, sometimes I think I can, you know, um, do too much and I take too much on my plate. But at the same time, that means I just really want to be the best and work hard. You're an eager worker. Mm-hmm. My thing was that, um, I would, when I take on a project, I find it hard to deviate from that project. I put all of my focus and energy on the one thing, and mm. I can't get other side things done until the one <clears throat> main thing is done. Yeah, you chew, you can't chew gum and walk at the same time. But you know that that's how I've been like with my apartment. It's like, yeah. oh, I can't, I don't want to do this thing because like I have to finish this. And I've been I've been doing such a good job, and I've been really proud of myself for like actually focusing on other things. That's why I had to hand it off to like a decorator. Yeah, because I was like, if I make this a focus. I will never get work no, done. No, it'll take four years to get it done. Well, it'll. I will be able to do other things while doing it because in the past, when I move into a new place, I'm like, doing no work for the next two weeks, all I'm going to do is put all my energy into this. So that's just an example. So I think that is a weakness. I need to be able to multitask better. There we go. So anyway, back to Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the one-on-one Sorry, right there. Guys, it was pretty boring. Me. It was fine. Whatever. And then Blake is losing his mind at this point. This was the first episode where I actually kind of didn't like Blake. Which was so weird because at the at the beginning of the episode, before we saw Blake freaking out, Jared and I were like, Blake needs to win. Blake, Blake, Blake needs to win. Blake is the person for her. I still think Blake might be the person for her, but... The one-on-one date and his actions beforehand uh, caused some uh, hesitation for me now. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. He just seems obsessive. He seems like the guy that might just be obsessed with the process, obsessed with making this work, even though, is it Becca he's obsessed with, or is it just... The idea of Becca. uh, The idea of Becca. He's in love with the idea of Becca. Possibly. And and I'm not even sure this is a show thing. I think this might be just a Blake thing, because he seems like somebody who falls very hard very quickly, and so because of that, he is infatuated with the person he's with instead of falling in love with them. So he'll be like, I'm in love with you. It's so great. Let's do this. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. When in actuality, it might be more of an infatuation than an actual love feelings. Um, But the thing that bothered me about Blake in this episode was before he got his one-on-one, he kept saying, I can't believe she's doing this to me. She has to know what I'm going through right now. It's like, bro, 
She has five of the dudes right now. She has a great connection with you. And listen, everybody's entitled to moment of weakness. We all have them on the show, right? So in that moment, if you if he said it once, it was like, I can't believe she's doing this to me. This is ridiculous. She should be she should giving be giving me a one on one because of our connection. Totally get it. But the fact that he said it twice in two ITNs before he got it, once when Colton got the one on one, and then another, and then he said it again when Garrett got the one on one. It was like Blake's losing his mind a little bit. In fact, I hated that because what you should be saying is like. I'm 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 losing it. I can't see it with other guys. My my feelings are too strong. Like this is really I'm getting to a point where I don't know if I can do this anymore because it is very challenging. Having said that, to blame it on her really made me mad. Like, oh, she has to know I'm going through this terrible time. Like, why would she be doing this to me? Bro, she's the bachelorette. There's five other guys. Like, there's three one-on-ones. Two have already gone. You're probably getting the third one. Just calm down. Have a moment, but don't blame it on her. That was the only thing. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, the more he's freaking out about the order of these dates and, like, them dwindling down, yeah. the more they're going to make sure that he is the last guy to get a date, so he continues to freak out. I know. And then he got on the date, which was great, and he was super happy, and they were super fun-loving, and Blake is madly in love, and apparently so is Becca. She was saying how she wanted to tell him that she's in love with him and how she was going to pick him, pretty much, mm-hmm. at the end of the date. She's like, he's the guy. Like, I can't tell him this, but I see him as my husband. I see him in yeah. my future. So that's obviously very telling that they do have a very strong connection. Having said that, it does. Blake hasn't had a one-on-one since the first week, so both their feelings are growing very fast when they haven't really spent a lot of time together guys, as of you yet. You need to understand how little time they've had together. Jared, you were fourth, which means that you are now at the point that these guys are at right yeah, now. I had you two didn't one-on-ones. have a hometown. You had two one on ones, like two and a half one on ones, right? Because I got a group date rose that turned into a one on one. Right. Yeah. So, how much time do you think you had with Caitlin at this point? Total? Yeah, hours was. Uh, like 12? No, more than that, because our twelve road... alone hours. No, twelve alone hours. How many alone hours? Like not as part of a group. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd probably say like probably like fifteen. Our road trip date was pretty long. Yeah, that was long. That was an exception. That was though. like a seven hour. Yeah. Pro- I probably had like seven hours with her that day, um, and then New York probably was like New York was probably like five or six at least. So I probably had maybe like alone hours, like 15 to 17. But I also, upper teens maybe, something, something like that. I can't judge him falling in love in 15 hours because I was in love with Jared maybe. at the very first sight. You're the light of my life, you know that? Mm, thank you. My angel, my person. Anyway, moving on. So Blake, <laughs> and we don't have to talk about us. Uh, but with Blake, yeah, I think uh, he's, a, he's, it was the one time where I'm like, is he that into Becca, or is he just a little obsessed right now? I just, I'm gonna probably switch back next week when I see him with the family. I agree because he just needs to calm down, and once he, he calms needs- down, then like I'll like him again. Exactly. Okay. Well, the the hometowns are gonna be absolutely fab. They're gonna be fun. I don't know if they're gonna be fit though, but the fab fit fun box. You guys, I find a different thing in here every season that I'm obsessed with. I I know that last year I told you that I found my favorite sunscreen through it, but guess what? I found a new favorite sunscreen through it. It's the coolest sunscreen in the summer box. I'm obsessed with it because it doesn't pill. Jared and I were on the way to the beach the other day, and I had, like, my serums on, and then I put my sunscreen on over it, and I was like, eh, why is it all flaking off? I can't put makeup on top of this. And then... I opened my new sunscreen from the FabFitFun box, the Kula sunscreen, and I was like, this doesn't pill. It smells delicious. It's light. It absorbs. And 
It was like the pearly gates of heaven opening up for Ashley. I was so happy because I could put makeup over it and it looks so good or it just looks good without makeup. Anyway, the FabFitFun box, as you guys know, is a seasonal box that comes with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It usually retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200. And like this season, I think it's over $300. All you got to do to get your first box for $10 off, though, to make it $39.99 is to go to FabFitFun.com and use our coupon code, which is almost famous. It's four times a year. It's like Christmas at your door. The summer box is out now. These things sell out like crazy, so you actually have to be ahead of the game. This season's summer box includes skincare from Kate Somerville, um, Dr. Brandt, some fashion items from Rachel Pally. It's a, I think it's a clutch. It's super cute. It fits a lot. Then there's some beauty products from Tarte and Oscar Blandy. Check out FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS and save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, the value of it is over $300. This is not a scam. It's just real life. I don't know why it works like this, but it does, and it's absolutely fabulous. FabFitFun.com, almost famous. You deserve to treat yourself. Treat yourself, girl. Do we have anything else to talk about about three the on episode? One. We got to talk about the three-on-one. Just quickly, Wills, Jason, and Leo go on a three-on-one. It's just obvious that she's going to have to take Leo, like, send him home. Yeah, Leo's He's early. such a sweetness, though, and he handled it like a gentleman. And Jared, yeah, it's been three years, as of today, I believe, that you were eliminated from Caitlyn's season. Apparently. And you're... you were the ultimate gentleman. Oh, baby, thank you. You asked if she could... If she wanted your coat because it was cold. Well, it's also very easy being nice to Caitlin. She's the best. You were like, besides Ashley. You were like, instead of her being like, can I walk you to the car? You were like, can I walk you to the car? <laughs> like, I don't no, know what you said. What did you say? I didn't say anything. No, we were just walking out and I offered her my coat, which I got a lot of wonderful responses from women. And then guys were like, I would do the same thing. Um, and then, yeah, it was just uh, it was a tough night. It was a tough exit. So uh, long story short, but the reason we brought that up is because they actually played the same music that they played with me on my exit to Leo. And so I was watching Leo's and I was like, hmm, this music sounds familiar. This is the music they played when I left. Uh, Leo seems That's like a really cool guy. That's the gentleman exit music. <laughs> yes. Uh, Leo uh, Leo seems super cool, down to earth. Uh, I liked him a lot. Obviously, his connection with Becca wasn't that great. We yeah. all knew that. So as they soon had as they... a lovely date last week, yeah. but you just knew the date was just too late. It just wasn't going to happen. She had other stronger relationships, as she said. And even with this week's episode, the three guys that get the one-on-one, you, knew, you know there are the three strongest connections right now. And the guys who are going the three-on-one are lacking a little bit behind with Jason, Wills, and Leo. We all knew that Leo was probably the weakest in terms of the connections on that group date. I wasn't surprised when he left. He had such a sweet exit. He was kissing her forehead. And she even teared up a little bit because he was so sweet and so understanding. I like Leo a lot. I hope he's in paradise. And then Wills, uh, Wills and Jason go to the night portion. They sit down. She talks to both of them. Both of them pretty much, I think, have similar connections. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd I don't argue know. That. Will seems like a little bit further in deep. Again, another thing where it's like, are you in love with Becca? Are you in love with the idea of Becca? Because mm-hmm. you have had very little time. Um, Jason and her, Jason's such a dark horse. And I've liked Jason's vibe from the very beginning. Yeah. Jason seems like just uh He's just your dude. He he's a is dude. a dude you'll find in a bar in Buffalo, and he'll smile at you, and you'll be like, kind of like him. I think that's why Becca likes him. I think Becca's like, I don't see him marrying him, but like, I like hanging out with him. He's yeah. a fun time. He's a good dude. Like, he does like the high fives with her, yeah. and he's always like joking around, and, and they're always having a good time. And so, like, there's not like a lot of depth to their 
relationship that I, I haven't seen. There's a lot of physicality. Yeah, and it's a lot of playfulness. Yeah. And that's the way I would describe Jason's relationship, which isn't bad in a, in a situation like this to like, because she has the three one-on-ones are very in-depth and, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of feelings there and emotions. And like, it's not bad to have Jason there to be like, I just really like his playfulness and having fun. You know what he said? Um, well, the other guy, guys were like, I'm so, so nervous. He said, I'm not nervous. I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to have fun with her today. Yeah. He has, yeah, he just like is go with the flow. He's a, what's that expression? Happy go lucky. Yeah, he's just happy go lucky. He's happy. He's, he's happy that he's here. Uh, so I like Jason a lot. Uh, and then she sends Wills home. Wills seems like a sweetheart. I've met him a couple times. Very nice guy. Um, he had uh, a little bit of difficult exit when he was in the car that he had to pull over and, and cry some out. Um, it's always tough to, you know, crying. I was like, is he going to throw up? I Why did know. he have to leave the car to cry? Yeah. It is tough, though. You, I, I think a lot of people, and I can attest to this, you become overwhelmed in the moment, and there's cameras on you, and there's, you know, people talking to you, asking you questions. What do you think happened? And you just left this crazy experience, and you're like, what the hell has happened in my life? And I'm just saying goodbye to a girl that I really, really liked in terms of Will's case falling in love with. And then, you know, you just get overwhelmed, and you start crying. And as a guy, you don't want to cry. You want to be, you know macho man and be like no I'm, I'm okay I can handle this I'm a tough guy and then so I think for him he was like I just need to get out of this car right now and get some air and just maybe have a good cry did you hear what I just said I go why do you have to get out of the car to cry just cry on camera it's like duh oh, of course it's my it's, second nature just cry on camera I know I think it's it's different for a guy I remember yeah. on on my exit I I, I started crying in the car and yeah. he just oh like, your tears are beautiful oh thank well it's just it was hard I remember leaving and thinking like I'm never, I mean, at the time, I obviously am madly in love with you and you're the only girl I want to spend the rest of my life with. But at the time, I was like, damn, I'm never going to hold, I'm never going to hold Caitlyn's hand again or kiss her. Or like, it's over. It is over. And you have no closure. I will say this. There is a difference between being broken up with on The Bachelor and being broken up with in the real world. Of course. Because on The Bachelor, you're like, wow, there were four other people in this group alone that she liked more than me. Yeah. That means that we are never, ever going to be together and that she's going to hopefully be engaged at the end of this. And then we're really never going to be together. I only didn't have her number. I can't even call her and be like, can we meet up for coffee next week and like see if we can reevaluate this situation? Yeah. No, it's done, done, done. It's done and there's no closure. Except it's just for like... with Jared and I. <laughs> Except, well, that was different. No, Paradise is totally different. You can definitely rekindle things after Paradise, and it's been done many a time. And we are living proof of that. Yeah. Uh, but with The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, it is so weird because it's so finite. Like, you le- you go into the rose ceremony nervous but confident in your connection. No, nervous as nervous AF. Oh, of course. Not- you're so nervous. But <laughs> so you, nervous. I was at least confident in my connection with Caitlin, and then it was just like. No, Jared was actually just mind blown when he was. Um, I wasn't that- mind blown. I was more. I was just trying to stay as confident as I could because I knew we had something really good. And But I, I remember looking around, I was like, okay, Nick, Ben, and Sean, oh boy, this is, this is, this is bad. Because I was like, I'm very confident, but I know they are too. And like, I'm the shortest one in the room right Jared, now. Your height and has nothing to do with it. You're six foot. I'm I mean, teasing. come on. I'm teasing. Nick, I mean, Ben's the crazy one for being six four. He's a big boy. Tall man. <laughs> Tall man, that Ben Higgins. Um, but, and then I just, and then all of a sudden, like, 
you know, she doesn't give you a rose and then you get to talk to her for like five minutes where you're just saying your goodbyes. Like I remember in that moment, I was like, I don't want to ask her questions because I want to leave off on a on a good note with her. And so I just want to be like, I'm, you know, our time was so special and and I hope you find the man of your dreams and like you're always going to be special to me and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you're in the car and you're like, holy crap, that was like I'm I might never talk to her again. Because, like, by the time I, she leaves this thing, she's going to be engaged and, like, moved on with her life. Is that crazy to think that, it like, in crazy. that moment of walking away, you're like, she's already moved on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Holy Caitlin Bristow, shout out to you. Thank you so much for introducing my future husband to a type of woman that he never thought he'd be with. To somebody who has a, a huge personality, uh, isn't afraid to be expressive about her thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Because if it weren't for you and Jared's discovery of like a woman, holy moly! Like I think you, I've been going after the wrong girls all this time. This is and what then he I reverted. He had, a, he had a um a realization later, later delayed, but he was like, "That is the kind of girl that I never imagined myself with." But I think I'd like to explore more women like that. Oh yes, I remember. I remember being intimidated by Caitlin. Yeah, especially night one because like I remember she's just like so witty and she has like something to say all the time, and I was like. Jesus, this girl is going to blow me out of the water. But then I remember our first conversation. It was like this really light banter, and it was great. And I was like, okay, maybe I can start to keep up. But I remember I, I dated girls, you know, who were like shy and quaint and quiet and blah, blah, blah. We talked about this. But, uh, but yeah, definitely shout out to Caitlin. And, you know, I mean, yes, yeah. but at the same time, yeah. you, got, like, you, you and Caitlin are very different. Yeah, I was going to say not to equate myself to Caitlin because, Caitlin, you're way cooler. No. <laughs> you're way funnier. Eh, she's pretty cool. You're but you're so, actually, you're so funny and cool. Give yourself uh, credit. Okay. Ashley, you're the coolest girl I know. <laughs> Baby. You, I got to be. <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta be. Uh, right. So that was a bit it for the show, right? For the Bachelorette. Yeah, but before before we move on from the Bachelor and go into emails, we do need to talk about the cast of Paradise. Have we not talked about this yet? Are we ready to go through the list? Angela Amizkua. Um, yeah, we all don't know who that is, except we do know she's from Nick season. She has okay. long hair and blue eyes. It's mm-hmm. Very pretty. Um, Annalise, we know that Annalise is scared of dogs and bumper cars. Yep, she, she was the nervous Nilly from Ari season. Yep. Astrid Locke, also from Nick season, mm-hmm. tall brunette beauty. Looks like Whitney. Um, <laughs> Whitney and her were easily confused. Yep. Um, Bibiana, Juliana, one of my friends from Winter Games, our sassy girl from Ari season who just no holds bar with her. Chelsea Roy, the mom from Ari season who... We all thought maybe a villain at the beginning, but she turned out not to be. Then we got David, the chicken suit, going up against Jordan, the model, yet again. That should be fun. Round two, the sequel. Eric Bigger, who was last on the Winter Games, makes his Paradise debut after being third on Rachel's season. It's going to be miracle season. Then we got Joe, the grocer, because, you know, popular demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Graham, which is also known as Venmo Guy from oh, okay. Venmo Guy yep. uh, from Becca's season, who had very little airtime on her season, but seemed to be a fan favorite amongst like the Bachelor underground. Um, Kendall Long, the taxidermist and third place finisher of Ari's season. Our friend Kendall. Then we got Kenny, the wrestler. We don't know why Kenny hasn't been on Winter Games or Paradise because. 
He was such a fan favorite back in Rachel's season. Well, he's making his debut now. What a sweetness. He's the cutest. Then we have uh, Kevin Went, my ex, and Crystal Nielsen, the villain of Ari's season. And she's really not a villain, guys. Whenever I see her in real life, I think she's absolutely wonderful. And I met her once. She was very delightful. I, know. She's just I was really like, hi, Crystal. I'm Jared. She's like, I know who you are. I was like, oh, you're very sweet. Outgoing. Why yeah. are you villainized? Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Spitas. He's the guy that was just on. Yeah. The blonde, blonde guy. slick back hair. Um, kind <laughs> of like the lawyer. He's a lawyer, but also a bra. Bra. He's a bra. Definitely a bra. Nisha Norris. Absolutely no clue. Do you? Nisha. Mm, no. But she I'm sure she's a, very nice. The full, the full hair. Full hair. Big hair. I'm On our sh- season. Yeah. I don't remember. I feel like that might be her. Nisha. I'm sure if we <laughs> when we see her, be like, oh, that's right, that's right. That's I think right. that's her. And then we got Tia Booth. Tia Booth. So um, we got Tia there. Now we just gotta see if Colton will be there. No, I guess we'll find out. Mm-mm-mm. Drama mm-hmm. Central. Drama Central. Okay. Um, we're about to dive in to listener emails, but before that. Jared and I need to start wearing contact lenses because we both can't see at night. I know. <laughs> we it's use our bad. glasses, but I hate using my glasses when we like are going somewhere because I got that huge indent in my nose and it just ruins my makeup and the whole look. And they're bad for pictures because the flash reflects off the lenses. Well, obviously. You look sexy in like Clark Kent in your glasses. Ooh, thank but, you. But sometimes I worry about you driving at night without them. Yeah, so, so I need contacts. We're gonna need to, we're gonna need to get you contacts. You're gonna use Hubble contacts because Hubble contacts is Amazing. What if I told you that you could get a fresh pair of lenses every Ooh. single day for less? That is 60 contacts for $33. Do the math. That is barely $1 a day. That's a deal. I know. It's a very affordable way of getting your contacts. They're quality daily lenses for a better price. And why are they a better price? Because contacts are normally controlled by four companies. That's 97% of the market is controlled by four companies until now. And Hubble can send you to an optometrist if you need a prescription. They could do that today. Getting contacts has never been more convenient or affordable. They've been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mashable. If you overwear your lenses to save money or you're tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lessons, you've got to try Hubble. And all you have to do is go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. So you go to HubbleContacts.com and you'll see the difference. Make sure you select our show, Ben and Ashley, Almost Famous, at checkout. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contacts.com. You go to Ben and Ashley, Almost Famous, at checkout. Go today. Okay, this is a great email. It's from Nikki. Jared knows Jared and I aren't, we're not doing hall passes, okay? Because a hall pass would say that I would be down to hook up with my celebrity crush if he showed interest. I, I mean, never do that. You said, oh, Jason is the mile of the Met too. Yeah, okay, so, but but if I had a hall pass, it would be Milo Ventimiglia. So you do have a hall pass. No, it, you my just celeb- said if I had a hall pass. Jared, that's- no, and. It's no, fine. You know what I mean. I would never take the hall pass. Mm-hmm. But my celebrity crush, besides you, is Milo <laughs> Ventimiglia. I can't be celebrity crush. I'm engaged to. Is it Meglia or Amelia? I have no idea. Milo Ventimiglia, Meglia. Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. See, Jer- Naz Vitamita Vegemin. Naz and I have been saying it wrong for so long. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Milo Ventimiglia, and it's just 
Meglia? I don't know. I don't know. My God. How could I not know how to pronounce- I know, that's so wrong. My celebrity crush's last name. And he looks- But he looks like Jason is the bottom line. And Nikki says, I totally agree that Jason looks like Milo and he looks like a great kisser. What's wrong with self-describing yourself? I think it shows self-awareness. Oh, oh no, no, no. Nikki, you're you're strongly mistaken what self-awareness is then. Jared, explain. Uh, I think, well, listen, I do, like we talked about, I think you have to be able to describe yourself a little bit, right? If you're in a job interview and they're like, describe yourself and you're like, well, I don't want to do that, then you're not going to get hired. So you have to have some sort of understanding of who you are as a person and maybe some adjective that's describe you. Having said that, if you simply say, I am a good person, you're probably a douchebag. Because if you self-describe yourself as a good person, then that brings up red flags because it's like... I don't know. I just think you're overcompensating for something. And I hate when people state that as a fact. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think it just lacks a little self-awareness when you try to, um, you know, definitively say that you're a great person. Okay, whatever. We've talked about this plenty. Yeah. We've talked about it way too much. Now we have two great questions that are super interesting because we've <laughs> never answered them before. <laughs> this is from Shelly. Is there plain interaction? Just curious. Do the lead and the group travel together on the same flight when they go to other cities? If so, do they have any chance of interacting with each other in the airport or en route to the hotels that we don't get to see because they aren't being filmed? Or do they fly the lead out earlier than the group? I'm asking because on this week's episode, Chris Harrison mentioned that he saw Becca's Becca looking at wedding dresses on the plane. And I was honestly shocked that Chris Harrison takes the same play, plane. And that got me thinking. Okay, well, Chris Harrison and the lead probably fly together often. Yeah, I think they fly together pretty often, but they're first class. They fly first class everywhere. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like they might be on the same flight, but they'll always be separated. Who? Like the Bachelorette will always be separated from the Bachelor boys if they are on the same flight, Yeah, but not the the lead and Chris Harrison. Oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah, so the lead and Chris Harrison usually fly together. that's not the question. The The question is, will the Bachelorette... But in the midst of that, you were describing... Yeah, I was like, oh, no, obviously Harrison will probably play fly with her yeah so usually harrison will fly with the lead because they're all in first class but they will put the boys or the girls whoever's the cast on a different plane usually on a different plane right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't think there was ever been a time where you're on the same plane as the lead they want to keep everything separated because they want everything authentic for camera so that's why like within hotel rooms or every time you're traveling you get no off camera time and if you do it is very limited and it's probably like a last second thing that production needs to put together and they're like okay just separate them and then let them have five minutes off camera because we don't know where else to put them a lot of the times on the show they won't even take the same car to the date destination yeah that was uh that was like the road trip date i had so caitlin and i were in a road trip in ireland we were in the same car but they had a and then like we'd be in a car for an hour and then they take us out and then we go in separate cars and then you do interviews in the other cars right? yes of course yeah. but what happened was so we were done with the road trip date and we were going to a sl- select location so we were in separate cars but her car broke down like halfway there yeah. and so they had to put her in my car so no i had way. like uh i had extra i had like an hour and a half time i had like an hour and a half off camera time granted she was passed out but it was very nice oh it was, really yeah she you, slept during your alone time we were cuddling <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> okay. It was a long time ago. I know. I know. I know. Okay, but I was also thinking about like plane travel and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, they're separated. You're, you're separated. They're never together. Yeah. Harrison and the lead are usually together, but the uh, the boys in the Bachelorette are never together. Yeah. Okay. Another question. I feel like along the same lines is from Georgia. Is there time after the cocktail party? First off, congrats, Ashley. Yay, thank you. And congrats to Jared. 
Congrats hey, to Jared, thank you. too, guys. Congrats to Ashley and Jared. But again, she didn't know that you were going to be of here. Of course, yeah. And Ben, you are amazing. And I can't wait for God to place your person into your life if he hasn't already. I also want to know when Amy finds her person, too. Oh, that's so sweet. That's very sweet. All right. To my question, when the Bachelor and Bachelorette cancel the cocktail party and go straight to the rose ceremony, do they remain? do the remaining contestants who do receive a rose get to spend time with the lead after the roses are handed out. I feel like that would be super unfortunate not to get any time that night and then have to wait another to another day to get time again. Well, nope. <laughs> once the roses are handed out, you do the cheers and then once the cheers is done, they yeah. legit go, "Good night." Yeah, well, see you later. Yeah. Big gulps, huh? Same with with um group dates, it's the weirdest thing when the group date is over and the the rose is handed out on a group date, then it's done. Yeah, it's because over. then it's awkward as hell. Of and course it you're is just like, specifically okay, in a group date. Okay, I'm gonna go to bed now and then like all the guys look at each other and like, Okay, we'll go to bed now too. And the reason they probably don't give extra time too, because it is awkward. You're in the midst of your competition. For example, when you're on a group date, that's why they steal her away because yeah. you want alone time. After the after the rose ceremony and after group dates, you don't get alone time. You can't steal her anymore. So you're just hanging out oh, yeah, with other don't... guys that are pining for the same girl. Oh, it's so weird. So it is it's... so awkward. I... I got nervous talking to Chris in front of the other girls. Like, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's just best if everybody leaves and goes their separate ways and then wakes up the next morning and whoever has a date gets to see her again and whoever doesn't has to wait. That's the, it. The competition vibe when you're all like trying to make small talk with her for like the two minutes that remains, it's Ugh. just like, don't bother. Ugh. Oh, it's th- it's those moments when I realized. Got really insecure. I got insecure, but even watching the show back when I can see like small, subtle moments mm-hmm. like that, I'm like, yup, you can, I, I would never go back on this Bachelorette yeah. again. You're not it's, helping yourself by sticking no. around and trying to make small talk at that moment. That's why Paradise is, is a lot better because you get that alone time. But here it's just like, oh God, it's it just makes me like sink down into my little hole when I watch moments like that because it's like oh god I remember those feelings every week when we're watching the show Jared's like you couldn't pay me to go back on the show oh because it just reminds me of all those times when I felt so insecure and doubted myself and just was so pent up with paranoia and anxiety because you're always on camera and you're like don't say something stupid don't say something stupid and also at the same time I'm like okay well I actually really like this girl so I'm just trying to be funny and witty and sometimes when I do that I say something really dumb and now I'm concerned about everything I say and it's just like those moments where you're like next to the guy that's also trying to get time with her and then you're like pining for this competition but at the same time it's not a competition because it's just about romance and connection and you're like, what the hell is happening in my life? And I'm losing my mind. And I watch back and I remember moments like that. And I'm like, oh, God, you couldn't pay me. You could not pay me to go back on this show. I I'm losing it just Bachelor. watching it. The Bachelor is so funny. All those things you just described was me on Paradise with you. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why we had different experiences. Yeah. Because and, like in un- The Bachelor, I was like, I like my friends. They're cool. Oh, you I were, like, like eating with them. I look forward to our meals together. I loved hanging out <laughs> with the other guys. But at the same time, I was like, I, I tell this story all the time. I remember one time in San Antonio, Ben Higgins got his first one-on-one with Caitlin. Who doesn't love Ben? Amazing guy. Became really close with him on the show. And he walked out with Caitlin. And I was like, I hate him. I hate that man. <laughs> and I, I'll never forget that because I was like, I love Ben. He's such a good man. He's my friend. And yet at this moment, I I, I, I want him to be sent home. And I'm like, <laughs> why am I feeling like this? And I remember actually I can find in Sean a little bit about this because we were just kind of like talking about this weird dynamic where it's like, I'm hanging out with all my friends and yet I I want them all to go home. (laughs) It's like, how is this happening in my brain? If you guys call yourself, if you self-describe yourself as a 
as not a jealous person, go on The Bachelor and then come back two months later and tell me all about it. Yeah, tell me you're not a jealous person. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast. It's really flown by with you, my love. Oh, it always <laughs> flies by with you, my love. You guys, let us know all your thoughts uh, on our thoughts and let us know if Jared and I post too many mushy things on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. We won't stop, but we'd like to know. Yeah. All right, you guys, we love you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much for listening and make sure to listen to Jared and Dean and Vanessa on the Help I Suck at Dating iHeart podcast. It comes out every Tuesday, right? Uh, Every Tuesday, yeah, just like you guys every Tuesday. So, uh, yep, Dean, myself, Vanessa, we talk about all things dating. We talk about Bachelor stuff. We talk about just real life dating and make references to The Bachelor and other things that are going on in the world. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.